Are you one of those entrepreneurs that you know exactly that you need to validate your offer before you create the whole offer suite and launch it? But somehow you have a little bit challenger of it. Either you afraid to do it or you don't know how. Well, then this episode is for you. Today, we are not talking about strategy and tactic. Today, we're gonna peel off the bandaid and point out the 10 main fear when it comes to validating an offer and the keywords for it, plus the real life examples to enhance our understanding coming up for you in this episode. Welcome to the Christian CEO Podcast. I'm Katie Bother, and I have built an impactful location independent business since 2008 with plenty of rejections, English as my third language, and lots of God's grace. Each week, we will be sharing relevant and direct advice or inspiring interviews with one intention. It's your time to go pro with your marketplace calling. Now, let's get to it. Hi there, welcome to today's episode. I cannot emphasize this enough. Time and time again, I have seen so many kingdom entrepreneurs that create their whole uh, offer suite without validating them. Many of them actually know they need to do so, but why? Well, the key theme here is fear. You might be consciously or unconsciously doing the following. The first one is fear of rejection. This probably is one of the most fundamental fear as entrepreneurs we face. We might avoid validation due to just dreaded the negative feedbacks or outright rejection. Because in the process of creating these offers, the emotional investment in our concept, you know, makes any form of criticism deeply personal and potentially demoralizing. So what is the cure? The cure is if we can embrace feedback as a gift and understand that, you know, that rejection is not personal, but it's essential of the whole learning process. Really cultivate the resilience by focusing on the constructive aspect of criticism. That's develop that growth mindset where rejection is seen as an opportunity of improvement and learning rather is a personal failure, meaning I really want you detach between your business and your identity, right? You have to treat that every single time you try something new in your business is like an experiment. Whether the outcome is good or bad, is nothing attached to your own identity, is nothing attached to the value of you. Here is a real life example. Companies like Google or Apple, one of the main reasons why they are so successful, they both are known for you know, their open culture where all the staff members are encouraged to give feedback to each other and no, ma- no matter the rank. Okay? So the culture has contributed to their innovative approach and successful products. Number two is fear of failure. This one actually is very closely tied to the last one, rejection, right? The fear of failure is quite significant deterrent because validating an offer exposes it to the possibility to discover it might not be viable or wanted in the market. 
And this realization, it can be seen as a failure. So many of us would rather not to face that possibility. The cure of this one is that's redefine failure, right? In our journey, you know, failure is often actually a stepping stones of success. Probably a lot of leaders that you admire, the reason why they are successful is because they have more failures than you do. It's probably because they allow themselves to make more mistakes and also more frequently. So that's really try to adopt a perspective of where failure is viewed as a very natural part of your innovation, your process, and focus on the lessons it offers. The real life example of this, I'm sure you know Thomas Edison, right? His approach to inventing the light bulb uh, is a very classic example. He famously said, I have not failed. I have just found 10,000 ways that won't work, right? His persistence through the failure led to really uh, revolutionize inventions. Now let's talk about number three, the fear of imperfection. I am a recovered professionist. So I totally get this one because a lot of us that we want our service product offers to be perfect before we present, presenting it out there for anybody to see even during the process of validation, right? And because we're afraid that the imperfect or underdeveloped ideas and concepts and, you know, the service uh, will be poorly received. So we delay and delay and delay, right? Can you resonate? So here's a cure. I'm sorry I have to poke on your balloon or profession. It's profession itself is an illusion, right? Uh, the early stages of business, especially, aiming for perfection can lead to just endless delay. That's why you might be even feel a little bit resentment when you see other people seems less qualified than you, younger than you, all that, but they already have the success that you wanted. And that is probably the reason because they just validated, launched ugly, and approve from there. We need to embrace a concept called MVP, okay? It's a minimum viable product or minimum viable offer, MVO, to really test idea quickly, efficiently, so then we can move on, right? Because there is no such a thing. It's perfect. Here is a real life example of this. Facebook, Facebook, you know, it started just as a very basic version, only available to the Harvard students, but it allowed Mark Zuckerberg to get the feedback and improve leading to the global platform it is today. Number four is fear of the unknown. Validating involves venturing into the unknown, right? We have to ask the questions that which we might not want to hear the answers. And this, because there's a comfort in the bubble of not knowing, as it allows us to maintain the hope and optimism unchallenged by potentially harsh market reality. But here's a cure. The unknown is where the growth truly happens. Enter into it, it's essential for personal and business development. We have to practice stepping out our comfort zone regularly 
so we can build up the tolerance for the uncertainty. As you know, Bible says that when we can be faithful in a small thing, and then that's when God can hand us a bigger thing later. As you grow your business from the very beginning, if you are obedient to what God has asked you to do in the small step, then you'll be able to grow and scale your business later. You know, the real example of this one is Reed Hastings. Co-founders of Netflix shifted the company from DVD rentals to streaming. Remember those days? Originally, we received a DVD in the mail, right? And stepping into largely uncharted water at the time. But this bold move transformed the entertainment industry, not only the company, right? And that's why a lot of other similar companies didn't survive because they didn't step out to the unknown. Number five, fear of losing control. Are you guilty of it? Well, I am, you know. When we open up our ideas for validation, we basically open up to suggestion and feedback that might kind of change our project directions that we even did not anticipate. For some of us, that the loss of control is really scary and it might lead to changes in our original vision, right? And that's what we are afraid of losing the control. So what's the cure of this? Well, in today's DNA age, is no more the lonely wolf can work, right? We need to know that collaboration and feedback can lead to a whole lot better outcomes. While it's important to have a vision and being open to adaption can be a key to success. We need to really cultivate that flexibility and openness to subjection and focus on the angle rather than being attached to a single path to get there. Again, is to be open-minded, right? I think this is uh, very common for the type A person we call it. We are so afraid to losing that control. Here is a real life example. Satya Nadella's leadership at Microsoft involves encouraging a growth mindset, which includes being open to change and new ideas and leading to a significant turnaround of Microsoft as a company. So please let it go. Sometimes we heard that let go and let go. And that is the point. Number six, fear of wasted effort. I totally can resonate with that, right? After we put in so much work in weeks or even months, and now there's a possibility, you know, if we get a negative feedback, it could mean that all the time and efforts come to nothing. And this fear can really lead us to avoid the process and continue believing in validation. But here's a cure. Are you a Christ-centered female founder looking for a transformative 2024? Join us at our exclusive workshop where faith meets strategy and purpose meets action. Let's discover together how to align your unique in-season assignments with your five God-given senses, not just so-called smart goals, okay? Embrace your environment and cultivate the new habits that bridge the gap between where you are now to where you want to be. And let's plan your year with such a joy, purpose, 
and a community that supports your Christ-centered journey. Here's the thing, spaces are limited, so reserve your spot today and step into your most vibrant, aligned 2024. We need to really understand that in the entrepreneurship, no effort actually is wasted. Because every experience, even those don't lead to the immediate success, everything is going to contribute your growth and understanding. Especially as a Christ followers, we know that God always uses everything, right? The good and the bad and the ugly. It doesn't matter. And acknowledge and appreciate the learning and progress made, regardless the outcome. And here is a real-life example. Did you know that Dyson's vacuum cleaners was a result of over 5,000 prototypes? Each failed prototype was a learning step towards to the final successful products. So be encouraged. Now, number seven, fear of slowing down. In a very fast-paced business world, uh, taking time for validation sometimes can be seen as a hindrance. There's a fear that the process will slow down, the momentum, especially if there's a rush to beat your competitors in the market, right? But that's the thing about this as a keyword. Validation can actually speed up your success by preventing more significant slowdowns or failures later on because then the price will be a whole lot higher. So if you can integrate the validation as a streamlined part of your development process, rather than viewing as an extra step, and that is so key. Here is a live example for you. Amazon continually experiments with the new ideas and tests them before full implementation, an approach that has been key to its success. You know, I remember they tried different kinds of shipping method, uh, speed, uh, in, even including drone, I think, I believe. So not afraid that you will be slowed down. Actually, oftentimes, it will speed you up. Number eight, this is a biggie, fear of vulnerability. Okay, so let's face it. When we ask for feedback, exposing our ideal concept, we make ourselves vulnerable, right? It's a position that not everybody is comfortable with as it requires openness to be criticized and ability to detach ourselves from our work. But that is exactly what we need to do. Uh, here's a keyword, you know, we need to know that vulnerability is a strength, not weakness in the entrepreneurial journey. It leads to authenticity, which is highly valued in the business world today, especially after the pandemic. You know, all the potential customers or clients are a whole lot more skeptical than before, right? And so practice vulnerability in the safe environments and build a support network to trusted peers of feedback. And that's why it's so important if you're part of the mastermind, if you're part of the group, uh, coaching environment, that's where that you can test their offers to, you know, express your vulnerability first. Here is a real life example. I'm sure you heard of Bonnet Brown. is uh, a research professor, has built a career by studying and teaching the power of vulnerability, right? Uh, you can check her TEDx talk. If you haven't yet, I don't know. It's probably one of the most viewed TEDx talk. 
her approach has influenced leadership and organizational culture worldwide. And that just proved to us that it's so important to express and practice our vulnerability. Now, number nine, fear of confronting personal limitations. Validation might reveal our skills, knowledge, or resources are insufficient to make the offer successful. And these realizations can be hard to face and accept. This is a big one, right? But why is the key word this? Awareness of limitations actually is the first step to overcoming them. I often say the deeper awareness you are willing to accept, the faster you will grow. This really allows for targeted personal and professional development. Engage in a continuous learning and be open to seeking help or partnering with others to you know, complement your skills. Listen, nobody's perfect. Nobody can do every single thing. So it's so important that we really get this in our heart, not just in our mind, right? Then you will not be stopped by the enemy. And the real life example of this, Oprah Winfrey, despite facing numerous challenges and limitations, consistently that she sought growth and learning and leading her becoming such a media mogul and influential figure. Now, number 10, fear of opportunity cost. Well, this fear means we sometimes think if I engage in these validations and I'm going to dedicate time and resources could be actually used for something else. And we're afraid that this investment might not yield to a beneficial results. So already kind of lead to a perceived loss of opportunity, right? Here is a keyword. The greatest opportunity cost is investing in a product that the market doesn't want or need. After you spend all the time, money, resources, efforts, and nobody buy, right? That is really bad. Validation actually helps to uh, mitigate this risk. So Let's learn that from now on to view the validations as an investment in your offer's success, not as the diversion of the resources. So here is a live example for you. Uh, Apple's development process often involves intensive research and user testing before launching a product, ensuring that they invest in what their customers truly want like iPhone development process and so on. I hope I have inspired you to overcome these fears. Then you understand the real battle is between our ears, right? The mindset approach is really about balancing the emotional aspects of entrepreneurship with strategic, rational planning and decision-making. You see, all this, I haven't seen a lot of people talk about it. We can talk about whole day long, how to do sales funnel, uh, what kind of software to use, what kind of ads to place. But the real stuff, right? We all have those experience of, we know exactly what we should be doing, but we cannot pull ourselves to do it. Or while we are doing those tasks, we don't feel like we are at the flow, but we are forced to do it. It's because 
we haven't really dealt with the fear we're talking about here. Now it's your turn. Let's help each other, okay? Just comment below, let me know, have you ever experienced any of this? Now you know all the cures of this fear. Let's encourage each other and help each other out. I will see you in the next episode. Hi there. If you have found this episode resonating with you, would you please consider to take a moment? Just drop a review on Apple Podcast. It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content week in and week out. Please go to kellyballer.com forward slash review. Again, that's kellyballer.com forward slash review. We really appreciate it. And you will also help more fellow Christian CEOs find this podcast. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Christian CEO Podcast at www.kellybotter.com.